Hey, welcome to Val's Word of the Day, where I'm passionate about resourcing you with biblical truths. And my hope is that you'd be transformed by the power of the gospel. If you're new to this podcast, first, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. And two, if this podcast blesses you in any way, would you consider writing a review and sharing it on your socials? That helps me with exposure as I get the gospel out. Also, in addition to giving to your local church, if you're looking for a ministry to partner with financially, you can do so by visiting valtopalu.com and clicking partner. And big thank you to those that are already partnered with this ministry. You are the reason that I'm able to provide more free resources on this podcast as I resource you with biblical truths. All right. Let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. And the title of today's episode is, If You Get This Wrong, You Get Christianity Wrong. Out of all the episodes I've shared on this podcast, this is the most important one. If you get this wrong, you get Christianity wrong. So with that, I want to speak to you about the gospel. This is the most important episode I will ever share on this podcast. This is what changed my life when I grew in my understanding of the gospel. It changed every area of my life. And this is my uh, most passionate topic that I love to speak about. What is the gospel and how do I apply the gospel in my life? That's the question I want to answer today, because if we get the gospel wrong, then we get Christianity wrong. Now, the gospel simply defined as this. It is who Jesus is and what he did for us. Who Jesus is and what he did for us. That is central to the Christian faith. And what I love about the gospel is that once we understand it, it changes everything. In fact, the description of my podcast, if you go to iTunes or Spotify, the description begins with the gospel has changed my life because it really has. I have seen in my life lasting change after understanding what the gospel was. And I used to think that the gospel was for the non-Christians who don't know anything about Jesus, but the gospel is for both the Christian and the non-Christian. So back to our definition of the gospel, it is who Jesus is and what he did for us. Who Jesus is. John 10, 30 tells us Jesus is God. He says, I and the Father are one. He is fully God and fully man. John 1 verses 1 through 2 tells us that. He's born of the Virgin Mary, conceived by the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 7, 14 tells us that. And what did he do? He lived a perfect life. He died for our sins. He was buried and was literally resurrected. And and the gospel means good news. It means good news. Why do we need good news? Because we have a problem, and our problem is one word, sin. Sin simply defined as missing the mark. It's, it's our thoughts, our words, or actions that don't honor God. Because 
you and I know God gave us the Ten Commandments and we disobey them. That's called sin. You and I are born in sin. We are born selfish and self-centered. We're not born Christ-centered. And our greatest need, hear me, our greatest need is not more wisdom, more success, more happiness. Man's greatest need is to be forgiven of sin. And that forgiveness is only found in Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus lived a perfect life, a life without sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 tells us God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So we needed, hear me, we needed someone perfect who would die who would die in our place because the Bible says in Romans 6.23 that the wages of sin is death. And Romans 5.8 says, while we were sinners, Christ died for us. So God is so good to us that he didn't leave us hanging. He sent his son to die for us. And it says, while we were sinners, I want you to catch that. He wasn't waiting for us to get clean clean up our whole lives. No, no, no. He died while we were sinners. So what happens is Jesus goes to the cross and what does he do on that cross? He absorbs God's wrath. And your sin and my sin was put on Jesus while he hung on that cross. See, I want you to understand, Jesus paid the debt that you and I could not pay. You and I should have been on that cross, but no, he went to the cross for us and he died to forgive us of our sins. And because of the death of Jesus, you and I can be reconciled to God. And now when you and I believe in the gospel, when we place our faith in Jesus, when we repent and we respond to this good news, We're not only saved from hell, but we are given the power to live a completely brand new life today because the spirit of God now lives on the inside of us. See, the the gospel is not just your ticket to heaven. No, it is the power to live a life of victory for today because when Jesus resurrected, he sent his spirit to convict us of our sins, to lead us, and to lead us to a brand new life. So now you and I, when we respond to the gospel, when we acknowledge, this is so important, when we acknowledge that we cannot save ourselves, when that happens, when we believe, we repent, we acknowledge, we can't save ourselves, we are now saved from the wrath of God. But not only that, we are also saved from striving to please God on our own strength. Sometimes people often ask, well, how do I know I'm doing enough for God? And and there's the striving on our own strength to please God. But the gospel saves us from striving to please God on our own strength. Because when God looks at us, he looks at us as righteous, not because of the works that we have done, but because of 
what Jesus did for us on that cross. And all of this is a gift. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. There it is. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. It is a gift. Our job is to believe the gospel, is to surrender our will to Jesus. And here it is. Let him have complete control of our lives. Because being a slave to Jesus, picking up his agenda and laying ours down is the greatest freedom that you and I will ever have. I hear that again. Being a slave to Jesus is the greatest freedom we will ever have in this life. See, the gospel is not us living a better life and doing more good deeds for people. It's not about just being, being a better person. That is not the gospel. The gospel is not, I used to get high and smoke, and now I don't do that anymore. The gospel is not behavior modification. The gospel is when we respond to this good news. And the only way we can receive this good news is to admit that you cannot save yourself. You can never do enough good. But that's why Jesus was good for us. See, this is undeserved grace. Hear me, when we respond to the gospel and admit that we cannot save ourselves, the transformation begins. The process of us becoming more and more like Christ is this big word called sanctification. It means to make holy. And that transformation, it's not this elevator change where all of our habits die right away. It is a slow change. It's a slow change. And I want to repeat this point. This is so important because the message of the gospel is not be a better person. That is not the message of the gospel. Because at the center of who we are as humans, we, we are sinners. So when you tell a person, hey, be good, be a good person, what that does is it puts pressure to perform. We cannot be a good person. We can't do enough good works. That's why Jesus was good for us. And when I say yes to Jesus, I now receive his goodness, his righteousness. And that gives me peace because I don't have to question, well, did I do enough good for God today? Did I do enough good works? Now, will we have good works as Christians? Of course, but we don't bank on our good works to save us. Salvation is by grace through faith. The gospel is received by grace through faith. And the gospel transforms our lives. Because of the gospel, God sets us free. He heals us. He restores us. He gives us the strength to live a whole new life. And we have to remind ourselves of the gospel every day. See, when I remind myself what Jesus did for me on the cross, I remind myself there's grace that is available for me, that I've been redeemed, that I've been bought with a price. Days where I feel defeated, I remind myself that he is my strength and I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus because of what Jesus did for me on the cross. It is in the gospel that we find God forgives and God restores. 
I love what Matt Chandler said once when I was listening to one of his sermons. He said, we will never outgrow our need for the gospel. We will never outgrow our need for the gospel. Think about that. We have to preach the gospel to ourselves every day. The gospel is not only for the non-believer. It is for those who are saved. Tim Keller puts it this way. The gospel is not good advice. It's good news. I love this. He said, the gospel is not good advice. It is good news. He said, advice is counsel on what we must do. News is report about what has already been done. I love that because advice places burdens on you to do a set of things. And a lot of religions, a lot of faith traditions in the world tell you, if you want this, then you need to do A, B, C, and D. If you want peace, if you want... News tells us it's already been done. And that's what the gospel is. It's good news. And and we simply need to respond to the good news. News says someone else has acted. A device says you need to act. You need to do a bunch of these things in order to be accepted. And the gospel is good news. It's not good advice. And it's good news because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. See, I want you to understand that advice places burdens on people. News takes the burden off because someone already paid the price and that someone is Jesus. The gospel doesn't say, hey, here's a list of things you need to do to get saved. And if you do these things and if you're a good person, you'll get saved. The gospel says, here's what's been done for you. I want us to catch that difference. The gospel says, here's what's been done for you. It is a finished event. In other words, stop trying to save yourself because you can't. See, it all boils down to this. What is man's greatest need? Because if we believe wisdom is man's greatest need, then we will be on the hunt for wisdom our whole lives. If we believe it's pleasure, power, We're going to chase those things. But man's greatest need, hear me now, is to be forgiven of sin. And I'm going to repeat this again. And that forgiveness is only found in Jesus Christ. See, sin separated us from God. But God is so good and gracious that he sent his son to die in our place. And Jesus absorbed the wrath of God. And when you and I place our faith in Jesus, when we receive this free gift of salvation, we now become righteous. And we don't have to fear, am I doing enough for God? Is he proud of me? Because he will enable us to live a life that pleases him. Now, will we blow it sometimes? Of course we will. But we have a God who is full of grace, who's ready to forgive us, who's ready to forgive us. So the question that I want to ask today is, do you have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Not have you stopped doing this and this and this? Have you stopped doing A, B, C, and D? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Because that's what separates the Christian from the non-Christian. Hey, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. If you haven't already, please take a moment to rate, review, and share this podcast. That helps me with exposure as I get the gospel out. 
And if you'd like to connect with me, head over to valtopalu.com. And you can also access my previous episodes on the website. And big thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen today. God bless.